Hey everyone, it's that time of year again. Time to get your course's donation in for Rounds for Research. Last year was our best year ever, raising over $75,000 and we're aiming to do even better this year. The money raised supports research projects at NC State and Clemson, where we have funded over $565,000 of research since 2009. So go to roundsforresearch.com and donate a round today. Don't delay. The auction starts April 24th. Welcome to Pulling Weeds, the podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. We'd like to remind you that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are solely those of the people on the podcast. Do not reflect the views and opinions of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association or any of its sponsors. Welcome back to another episode of Pulling Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Joined with our temporary but could be permanent co-host, Jim Huntoon, as well as none other than Max Jordan. All Welcome right. in, Max. How you? All right. Good to be here. Got yeah. fired up this good Sunday rainy morning. Appreciate you uh, getting up a little earlier than you would have had to for your education today and come visit with us. Yeah. No, I was up early. We had to go check the rain gauge to make sure how much rain we got. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right. Let's just start right there. You got like a square piece of plastic out there somewhere you got to go lay eyeballs on to determine rain at this point? No, we, we were high tech. We got us some rain gauges out there, you know, that measure it in inches. So you got to go pour it out. Yeah, that's correct. Is that what everybody's using these days? I thought there was some electronic stuff. So you, oh, you there it is. I'm a little old school in that, but. There are some definitely more technology that can do that for you. Those so, are not official, Tim. Those are not? No. No, the National Weather Service and Coco Ross does not uh, recognize any electronic rain gauges that I'm aware of. Is Only. that why they still provide their, their own? Correct. If you want to be on that program. You do. You have to buy their rain gauge, yeah. and it is accurate up to 11 inches. High capacity. You get after that dolomite stage, it's just too much rain. <laughs> All right, so how many of those on the course do you have? I got two. You know, I mean, it's not a big piece of property, but you definitely it's amazing how one one nine might get three inches and the other nine might get one inch. I was going to ask you that. What's the discrepancy between the two? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's especially on the island. I I don't remember it being like that up in Polly's Island, but moving down here to Hilton Head, it's just crazy. It happens all the time. You know, just just a half a mile up the road you get one more two more inches than down the road all right so we got listeners from all over the world to include australia um russia we got a few bots over there we think (laughs) europe etc so when you say on the island let's just clear it up for everybody you are on hilton head island Island. that's it that's the same island as the heritage classic is that correct Uh everybody's familiar oh yeah with the lighthouse same island right everybody knows that yeah so um which property are you at? Hilton Head Plant. It's in Hilton Head Plantation, Bear Creek's golf course, and uh, they got four golf courses in there: uh, Oyster Reef, Dolphin Head, and Country Club Hilton Head. And yours is the private one, is that correct? Nope, uh, we are semi-private, just like Oyster Reef and Dolphin Head. Uh, uh, Country Club of Hilton Head had just recently gone fully private. Okay, 
So they are, and that's a club corp group along with Indigo Run across the street. Okay. So you don't have to then be a resident of the plantation nah. necessarily. Nah. You can be on the island or a club corps member and still get to play that one. Yep. How tough is that gate to deal with every day? Um, they make a lot of money off gate fees, that's for sure. Uh, trucks coming in to deliver, and and uh, it, it's it's crazy, and and uh, trying to get uh, new employees that are just starting. They want you to get a sticker right away. And I and I keep telling them like, well, I mean, this guy might not work here for another week. He might leave for another job, or or he gets fired, or something else. I mean, can we just give him a little daily pass every day for at least a month? And if he works out, now you got to get him a sticker. Okay, all right. And then the maintenance has to be billed for that sticker. I'm assuming is that correct? Well, no, it's it's just uh, you know every employee has to have a sticker uh, in the plantation, but. It's your responsibility to scratch that sticker off. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm going to go to their house in Bluffton or wherever they live and they'd scratch their sticker off? No. <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. That wasn't in yeah. the hiring agreement, yeah. was it? Could so, that be done electronically at, the, at wherever the barcodes are registered? You'd I think just, you just turned that number off. I just told them, I said, I'm calling Beaufort County Sheriff and get them to go scratch it off. I mean, that's... Shouldn't be my responsibility. A lot of details in a golf course superintendent position that people aren't aware of when it comes to these private facilities. Yeah, I mean, a Hilton Head Plantation is probably the hardest to to get in. I I feel like I've been on all of them on that island. They want a note from your mom and everything else to make sure it's okay for you to come in there. So I got a father-in-law who lives in there, and I swear the gate – I mean, if we're going down there like for a summer vacation or something, it'll yeah. start about three months earlier. Now, what day are you coming again? Yeah. And you're sure you're all coming together and you're not having two cars? Because I yeah. got, I mean, the gate process apparently is yeah. even on residence. So, yeah. all right. Well, moving right along from there, how long you been down in Hilton Head? Uh, 2007, I'm, I went from Caledonia to, to Hague Point. Um, oh. Yeah, I took a ferry over there for just almost a year. Uh, just awesome place, awesome. Place. How many you so, miss? What's that? How many you miss ferries? Uh, I didn't miss a single ferry. No you doubt. Oh no, no. I'm, I mean, I'm motivated. Jim and Jim Huntings probably one of the main persons that made me motivated for what I do. You know. Uh, so your motivation levels to get to work are a lot different than I'm, they were thir- twenty years ago. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, the ferry ride was great. I mean, just get over there. It's quiet. You don't hear any horns blowing or sirens going i mean just peaceful as it can be but that boat ride just got old pretty quick yeah you know just i wanted to get on the mainland so uh matt Spochak had a job opening it at hampton hall and i jumped right on it and once he found out that i worked at myrtle beach it was a shoe in (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay all right yeah he interesting he, he knew he knew of course i knew his brother hans and and he knew jackson you know and uh, he knew you too uh i mean he, he obviously he's got a big footprint in in myrtle beach area for you know debbie do and uh uh he built one yacht bay in georgetown yep and who's uh, this this is matt sapochak yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah he's got a brother Hans, correct. Yeah. What does Hans do? Hans now works for the HOA um, of Debadu. But he was he, a superintendent? Yes, he was yeah. a superintendent at Heritage Club. He was a superintendent at uh, Wedgefield. 
He was a superintendent under um, David Sapp at Legends, Legends. for a while. Yeah. Um, do y'all ever call Matt Franz? Nah. Like Hans and Franz? <laughs> they do. Yeah. They sound exactly alike. They do. I can imagine. Yeah. They yeah. do. Yeah, I mean, Matt's know. such a unique individual. You've never already. met Hans? I don't think so. He was in Mur- He was at the show in November. Well, I mean, yeah. 1,800 yeah. people yeah, were at the right. show, Jim. I swear I saw That's all true. of them. That's true. That's yeah. true. But, uh, but yeah, so and they were both at Deer Track for a while together, yeah. I think, is their, their past history. All right. Well, let's go back. Let's fill in the gaps then. All right. So we got you in Hilton Head now. Somehow or another been at Myrtle Beach. But, like... I'm going back 23 years. How old would you have been then? 15? I was born in 1980. Oh, wow. So you're not much off than me then. Okay. Yeah. Because your parents, from what I recall, Tommy and Susan ran one of the best junior golf chapters from the summer series from the SCJGA, the South Carolina Junior Golf Association, ever. For years, they well, still run it. Oh yeah, my mom's. I, I get on her all the time. Like, mom, you hadn't had kids in there in over two decades, <laughs> and you still want to do it, you know. But that's just because that's that's her thing. She she loves it, you know. That, and, and that started nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, because I was about eight years old, and and at that time there was probably only six or seven counties out of South Carolina. That had a junior golf program, uh, and and, it, and and what they would do is play every Monday at different courses, and the two top players from each age group would go play in the All Star tournament for the whole state. And at that time, it was at Harbor Town when we were eight, eight and nine years old. Brent Bagwell, you know, we got a we got a picture. He's I think he still got it on his phone. And when I was eight or nine, I don't, he was probably what twelve or thirteen or something. Y'all are together down there. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's from you know York County, Fort Mill. Uh, so yeah, my mom and dad started that York County chapter, junior golf chapter, and uh, now it's every county in the state. So it's it's blown up. Um, you I know. gotta ask the hard question. Yeah. Was your dad Tiger before Tiger? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my dad was Tiger when he was just a little kid because his dad went to Clemson. So when he was little, I always had him a Clemson shirt on. There he goes. There goes little Tiger. Here he comes, you know. So that just kind of stuck with him. Yeah, you know? I just remember because I, when I first got hired, it was like there's this guy, um, Tiger Jordan, you know, Tommy Tiger. And I'm like, well, who's this guy? Is he black? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. who is this guy? Yeah. So, but I just, yeah. your parents were some of the nicer directors. I mean, because I got hired in 2000, yeah. right? So, spent some time working with them. Um, did you play a lot of junior golf then? Oh, yeah. No, that was, that was, I mean, that was my goal when I was a kid to be on a PGA tour. Okay. You know, and that's the only thing I did. I mean, I, I, every summer that most kids have to have fun and do whatever, I was on the road traveling, playing junior golf, you know, either state tournaments or AJGA you know, national junior tournament. So I was, I was into it. When, uh, when did you stop playing? Probably uh, senior year in high school. I got burned out. Just, I mean, just too much, it, man. Yeah, I mean, it just uh, wore on me, and I mean, it's tough. Oh yeah, you know, it was obviously it's it was a lot of work, and uh, I just got burned out, but. The only thing that I knew was being around a golf course, obviously, all my life. So I was like, "Man, well, let's 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 go on the other end of it. Let's go learn how to grow some grass, okay. you know, manage the golf course." 
So did you go to Ori Georgetown right away? I did, yeah, right out of high school and pretty young there and didn't really do so good being in Myrtle Beach away from, you know, mom and dad for the first time. So uh You mean trying to be your own adult? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was tough. I couldn't imagine me I would have never made it at Clemson or a big university just coming out of high school. Uh so uh, I went to I was able I wanted to get back into golf. Um uh, so I, I went up to Spartanburg Methodist Junior College, which is the only junior college in South Carolina then. I don't know if there's a another one. Um, so I played on the golf team there and, and uh, you know, turned 21 there on campus. So obviously I'm the old dude, you know, and everybody's, everybody's, beer for everybody's else. looking for me oh, to yeah. buy them some beer. Yeah, so I was, I was definitely the cool dude on campus. Uh, so I took a lot of my, obviously your core classes, Englishes and mass and which I had, when I first went to Ori tech, I had to do everything, all your basic classes along with your turf grass classes. So it was definitely overwhelming for this guy. Uh, but once I went two years at Spartanburg, went back to Ori, Ori tech and just straight up, uh, turf classes and, and, Jim got me a job at Caledonia working with him, which I would say I definitely learned more from him than I did in school. So did y'all meet your first go-round at Ori Georgetown? We did. We did. In fact, there's a great story about that. (laughs) Um, We were – we met and we had Soils class together. Yeah. And we – you know, his – my last name, Huntoon, his last name was Jordan. We got paired up for our Soils project where we had to go – we were assigned a particular soil type. We had to go on the Ori County soil survey map, find out where that soil was located, and go take a two-and-a-half-inch PVC pipe, pound it two feet into the ground, and bring a soil sample back to class, cut the pipe, and then expose the different horizons. But um, we ended up finding the soil right across the street from Blackmore in what we thought was just an old dove field. And I'll let Max take over from there. Yeah, well, we went there, and we got out, getting ready to take the sample, and I hear some shotguns going off, and then I see some doves flying. I was like, man, they're, they're shooting doves, man. You know, and then all of a sudden, this lady came out and, and asking us, who are y'all? What are y'all doing here? And With a shotgun was, in her hand. <laughs> like, like, man, we're just from the Ori Georgetown Tech College just taking soil samples. That's all we're doing. We're just seeing what kind of soil you got here, and we're out of here. Yeah, you know. this was two, two, three weeks probably after I moved from Iowa to South Carolina. So you're used to seeing farmers with guns approach you. <laughs> I'm a city boy, Tim. No, I was not used to that. <laughs> Which now I bet that place has got supermarkets and housing all oh, over it. Yeah, bet. it's housing developments and everything now. Yeah. But I drive past there every day going home from work. And All right, so let's go back time. to this two feet of PVC in the ground. Yes, like, sir. I've yep. been to a lot of places in South Carolina, and I get our topography, how it goes from sand to red clay somewhere in yes. the Newberry area. Right. Okay, so even in sand, that don't seem like a small project. No. No, it was uh, a big project. You like, to, I mean, yeah. what do you have to use? You can't You can't just be pounding on PVC with a hammer. It'll break. I think we had a sledgehammer, a little, didn't we? A little rubber hammer. Yeah, a little rubber maybe. mallet. Yeah, That's exactly. Rubber mallet, yeah. And luckily, I, it wasn't too clay. It was It was it sand. Was sandy, it was sand, you know. yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. I think we got an A on that project, too. Yeah, well, I kind of butchered up the PVC pipe. I remember trying to cut. We should have cut it before. And I'm I believe I wrote the report and you dealt with the show and tell stuff. Yeah, right? Yeah, that was the deal. Yeah, you write the report and I kind of 
cut the PVC where you can see the whole profile. And I had it all jagged up and all kinds of different angles and all that. And, and but it, it worked. Yep. And we, it wasn't the prettiest, but was that we, your first exposure to having to cut through pipe probably yeah, in your life with, too with, with anything with dirt in it? Yeah. And where, where'd you work when you were in school the first time? Max? Uh, Legends, yeah, worked with uh, on the Heathland course at that time. I can't remember. Was two glugs there at the time? No, he was not. No. Um, no. David Sapp was there, but yeah. weren't you with Mister David McGee? I, David McGee uh, took over to Heathland. Uh, Wait, with Helena, David McGee? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, which David would probably always remember me as. Uh, taking his truck when it was a company truck, uh, when it, we had just had a monsoon of rain, and I was luckily back towards the shop, and they were stuck way out on five or something like that, six. Like, hey, man, get my truck and come pick us up. Like, okay. And then right there by the clubhouse, that little cart path where it's kind of already low, and I start driving that truck through there, and next thing I know, I'm seeing water splash over the hood and coming into floorboard, and it just shuts off. And I called Dave up. Oh, boy, he was furious. Uh, luckily, it was just the distributor cap got wet. It ended up getting fixed. But to this day, that's how that's what he re, he, he reminds me every time I see him. About. Yeah. That's yep. great. That's yeah. a good story. I got a dog bowl from him. That's how I always remember. One of them yeah. little squishy ones that yeah. they love traveling with. That's awesome. Yeah. And then after that, I went to Belterra, but that's when I wasn't in school. Wait, right. What's Belterra? It's no longer there. No, it was right where 31. Yeah, it's right where the new 31 is, and yeah. it's a housing development. One of the um, – another greats in our turf grass industry from York County was superintendent there, Mr. Jay Johnson. Yep. Oh, what's he doing now? He's retired yep. from STI. Yeah, yeah, I knew he went to work there, had some knee trouble or something for a yep. while. Yeah. He retired um, maybe a year and a half, two years ago, and he's he's done. But he's when you look at um, Myrtle Beach superintendents that were there for a long time, and I guess I'll use the word iconic, I think Jay's right up there. Long yep. tenure at Arcadian Shores and yep. built uh, – Belter from the beginning, he built yep. it, and then he was there when it was and when it closed yep. as well. He was the only yep. superintendent there. Wow. So, yep. Interesting. Yeah, we've had a few close in the Myrtle Beach area over the years, Tim. Mm -hmm. All right, so York County, Ori County, correct. Yep. Worked for a little bit, got our degree. Yep. Stayed. Stayed there till two thousand six or seven. Bounced around where? And then, and then and you then, ended up at Caledonia the whole time? I was at Caledonia the whole time and loved every bit of it. I, I That that place was that, not just Caledonia, but but that whole area. Is, I would love to be back there because. Did you ever I, set the T markers where it looked like, you know, one duck was on top of the other duck? <laughs> no. Nah, that, that, was, that was a pretty cool little deal on there. I, that, I mean, uh, having those decoys, that was uh, that was pretty cool T how markers. Many, how many T markers a year do you all lose? Not many, no. Because they're no. so heavy because they're yeah. filled with concrete. They're right. so heavy. They're hard to put in your bag. Yeah. Oh, they're concrete. Oh, yeah. yeah. We fill them. We cut them open, and we fill them with concrete. Yeah. Oh, so that's a real duck decoy then. Yeah, Correct. Just like you'd buy at the yes. store. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. I thought they were hand-carved wooden ones. Yeah, no. and it, it, at first we were able to order just the drakes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then I remember during, I think when you were there, we couldn't get just the drakes anymore. We had to buy the pairs. And then so, we yeah. always had these extra ones, and... 
Um, of course, Jackson, you know, he's a big duck hunter, so I'm sure he – I was going to say, they let, got scooped up. He didn't let yeah. those go to waste. No, no, no they probably got used. Yeah. But uh, Max had a boat back then. I guess yeah. Molly and I had a boat, too, during yeah. that time. We used yeah. to – Spend a lot of time on the water. We could, launch, we could launch right there at Caledonia, right into the Waccamaw River, you know, with the PD River Basin. Now, what do you do uh, on a boat? You fish or just drink and hang out? We'd fish, love both. We'd hang out yeah. a lot. We'd um, do any shrimping? We'd try. We did. We oh, did some, man. We had one yeah. heck of a shrimping experience, Max. Remember your cousin? My cousin. Dallas? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so we were in, you we netted were, a cousin? No, we were in North Inlet fishing on Dallas's boat. He Dallas was in the Coast Guard. Yeah. Um, he had a nice boat, a brand new boat then. And we were down in North Inlet. We were fishing. We were shrimping. And we either caught or netted a stingray. Now, he caught a little stingray and a little small one. And instead of just cutting it off, he decided to take the hook off. And that tail, that tail came right on up and got him right in the hand. And he's all freaking out and panicking and Big all time. that. We're, and, we're 30... 25, 30 miles away from the landing. I mean, North Inlet is isolated. Yeah. And the, the thing stuck in his hand, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We had, yeah. To, we had to basically – Max had to take over the captain's chair and drive yeah. the boat back while Dallas was in – I mean, he was freaking out a little yeah. bit and in a lot of pain, right? Yeah. But um, we had to call 911 and the ambulance and everything was waiting for right? at the boat landing. He's fine yeah. now. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, he's yeah. fine. When I went and – to the emergency room they had his hand in some hot water and you can just see the poison coming out oozing out and i mean that's how that's how it and yeah so that's I, what that's what so we've learned i said the moral water of, put yeah, it in hot yeah. water immediately no yeah. the, the moral of the story is if you catch a stingray cut it cut the line yeah. don't try to get your hook out just yeah. let it go shark stingray snake any right. of them s's yeah yes right yep serpent yeah. like there's a reason they start with an yeah. s i'm convinced yep but uh we we went oystering a few times over oh, the man, years. Oh man, they had the best oysters in that North End, like right there off Sixty Bass Creek. Yep. And now, I what do you do there? You collect oysters. Yeah. When the tide and, goes down, yep. you just go walking out there. Yes. Yep. Try to find the ones that are closest to the bottom of the water. That's those were the big fat and juicy ones. There. Okay. Not uh, the ones at the top that you can see. The yeah. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. That's where the big clusters are, and and North Inlet's so remote yeah. and so hard to get to that it takes a lot of effort to harvest them there so there's yeah. there's more there and it's um very pristine there it has the right blend of freshwater runoff and saltwater mixture because i guess that's important important in oyster culture right yeah. is the mixture no pearls no pearls that i'm aware of i don't eat oysters i was yeah. just there enjoying the scenery i'm and pretty sure i probably ate a few yeah yeah, you did eat a few. <laughs> I've eaten a few oysters. If you're in the right setting in the right mindset, oysters you don't pay a lot of attention to the oyster. They yeah. just go down. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so we went from Caledonia to Defu Hague Point. Hague Point to Fusky Island, having to take the ferry over. Now, was that when it was renovated or reopened or it something? It had just been renovated or regrassed. Okay, I should say. Well, they did some bunker work there. I think redid the greens and all that. Um, but I was hired to run the Osprey Nine okay. old course that had not been renovated. Um, but I helped out on the other eighteen whenever they needed, you know, extra help or whatever. Uh, so I was over just a nine hole Osprey. But you learned a lot just being over that nine holes yourself because I remember it was yeah. Mike Meehan was the superintendent, yep. right? But he really yep. let you kind of yeah. do your thing over there. Yep. 
No, that's uh, that's it. Um, and Troon ran it at that time. And uh, right when I got out, the members took it over. So Mike Meehan left because he's a Troon guy. Um, so, uh, yeah, got, got, got in with Matt Sapochek at Hampton Hall and spent eight years there. You were there as his assistant for eight yes. years yep. until you got the gig at Bear Creek. Yep, that's right. So where did the um, the wife come along in that story? Uh, probably right at Hague Point because um, after uh, we'd get off the ferry, Captain Woody's down at Palmetto Bay Marina was just right there by the Embarkation Center. So that's where we would go have us some cocktails after work. And Lauren was the manager at that restaurant and uh, just kind of, Went from there. I was the new guy on the block, so she was all about me. So and, and still thing, is, and still is. Yep, yep. It's uh, after two kids later and many more years. Yeah, we're still there. Now, how old are they? Uh, my boy just turned four, Jack, and uh, Charlie's nine. Oh wow! Girl. So you got your hands full. Yep, yep. Just that's starting. awesome. I got a long ways to go. Now, is your wife from Hilton Head? No, she's from Australia. We covered that earlier. Yep, I forgot yep. all about that until yep. I said that. Yep. Spent. What was she doing in Hilton Head? Uh, she came over as like a nanny. I mean, a lot of those Australians don't go to college. Yep. Uh, they they, they want to venture out what they call, uh, I forgot, backpackers or whatever. They want to venture out and go do stuff. Go on a walkabout? Is that yeah, what we learned? walkabout. That's <laughs> it. Uh, so she ended up there and then got in with a restaurant group who, who now owns Captain Woody's. I think it was Shucker's. Uh, that was the name of it um, that they started out at, you know, a long time ago. And then, then Captain Woody's, so she's been with them ever since. Um, and now I think she's at the Bluffton location. And still with them? Yeah. Still oh, with wonderful. Them. Yeah, been with them a long time. Um, and she's a, what is it called, naturalized citizen now? Yeah. Now, she, you can't tell that she's from Australia. She sounds more like she's from Boston. Uh. She's, they don't say they're ours, you know, Ka and, you know, uh, and, and we've got a dog named Boomer, which Boomer. Americans say Boomer, but she's Booma. 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 <laughs> That's you know? awesome. So, yeah. Uh, How many times have you been back to Australia? I think I've been there four, four or five times, and the one time about died. Um, <laughs> my father-in-law and me and him went out fishing uh, out into – once you go out into the ocean outside the jetties, I mean, you're in 500 foot of water. Um, I mean, there's whales jumping everywhere, and it's it's pretty crazy. But uh, we were catching fish left and right, and and my father-in-law, you know, he don't he he doesn't like any animal to suffer. So when he catches a fish, he's got this big old wooden bat. It just he hits the head and scales and blood every time he does it. I'm sitting there turning my head. They didn't want to get scales and blood all over my face, so the boat's just a wreck. Uh, but 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 slayed the fish, caught a bunch of what they call flatheads down there, which is kind of like our flounder, but it's a lot more of a, a bass thinness, uh, okay. but real long, good eating. Um, so we were coming back in, and it was low tide coming out of the river, and so – the swells were just horrendous. I mean, there were surfers almost looking like it was the pipeline. You know, surfers, sir. And, I, and, it, and just, I was just getting ready to come out of my mouth like, Jeffrey, you, you sure we should be coming through here right now? So it looks pretty rough. Uh, 
But then I knew he would say, oh, no, mate, it's okay. I know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. So sure enough, he was not in the right position to come into the inlet. So there's this big wave crashing in front of us. And so he had to slow down the boat. But then another one came up behind us, turned the boat over, and just flipped it just in a split second. And it was one of those bow rider boats where you got the window you can open up to go into the front. So here I am in the in the right the left seat. Uh, it was a right side driver. So I'm <laughs> Backwards in, like cars. Yeah. I, so I'm in the left. So when it flips, it throws me out, and my forehead hits somewhere on that window metal uh, and knocked me out for. 30 seconds maybe it felt like you know forever i actually saw the light when i was i was trapped up under the boat uh it's just like a big old spotlight just shining right in your eyes and i guess that maybe that's when i came to and just it messed my father-in-law up pretty bad because he was he was on top yelling for my name he he thought he done killed his son-in-law uh drowned and all that and Next thing you know, I pop up, and he's like, come swim over to the boat. The boat's completely turned over. He's got a grip onto the motor, and here you go. You still got these 12-footers just, just crashing into you. So every time I get up on the boat, I have another wave knock me off, and then finally I, I saw a white float cushion floating, so I swam over there to that, and that's when I realized my, that white float cushion just turned completely red, and then I started – tasting the blood in my mouth because I'm just gushing blood out my forehead. Uh, so we had a whale-watching boat rescue us, um, and he had to do some maneuvering. Obviously, he knew what he was doing to try to maneuver all those swells to get us. Um, so we got rescued by him. My, my father-in-law's first, so I'm helping him push up into the boat, and people were pulling him. And his drawers came off. So all these women on the boat, I could see them when I came up. They were just had their hands over their eyes and all that. It was it was a, a bad situation that was kind of funny at that time. Um, but he, he pulled up his pants. So they he, they got me up. <laughs> Thank you. I was just worried about that part. Yeah, Did he ever he get got it? his pants up or his, or his board shorts? They say you know his his board shorts. There board you go. Shorts, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they got us and uh, took us back. The, the ambulance is waiting on us. Um, we went back to the emergency room. He was okay. He he just had some bumps and bruises, but I, I was I, my head felt like somebody had hit me with a baseball bat, um, and I felt like I broke my arm because I couldn't hardly move it. Uh, so the emergency room um, cleaning my I got twenty stitches or something in my forehead. Gave me a CAT scan, X-rays, morphine, and all that stuff, and uh, my my face is all wrapped up. You couldn't even see my face when when my wife Lauren walks in. So she's just, you know, just crying like crazy. She didn't know what's up under that. Uh, but so so the lady uh, comes and says, "Well, ma'am, if if you don't mind, we you know we'll have you pay." Uh, and she's like, "Oh." When we do, are we going to have a credit card to have enough money on this to pay for this? And she's like, that's $340. Like, what? 
Okay. Yeah, we'll pay cash. Is that just for the aspirin in America? <laughs> like, okay. Well, that's we awesome. We got this. <laughs> yeah. No problem. You want Start cash, feeling better already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, I was a little, it, it messed me up for a little bit, but I, I was all right. But he, he had, not, my father-in-law had nightmares for a pretty good while. And, and he bought him another boat, but never went out there in the ocean. He just stuck around in the river. Yeah. You've been so, back since? Uh, I was. That was during her brother Ryan's wedding, and I did go back when her brother Jonathan got married. So that was my last time there. And I remember at, at her brother Ryan's wedding, I'm all you know, stitched up and all that, and one old Ozzy, I'm, I'm at the bar getting a, getting a beer, and he looks at me, and he's like, oh, Jesus, mate, what happened to your face? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, I got in a fight with my father-in-law." <laughs> that's great. That's what that's what we told. We we're gonna tell everybody. Me and Jeffrey got in a scuffle. Um, Jeffrey, yep. yeah, that's uh, awesome. So, so that's, have y'all gone anywhere else? Does she like to travel? Are you like do you go other places? Like, yeah, I mean, she we like to travel, but now just with the kids and work, it's just tough. But it and is. it takes so much to get there too. Oh right? yeah, I mean it's yeah, no, it's. It's a full day each way, right? 24, yeah. 20 something hours of flying. Yeah. 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 You eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner in the same seat. <laughs> yeah. How did you go? Do you remember? Uh, we went Savannah to Atlanta, Atlanta to LA, LA straight to Sydney. <sighs> so LA to Sydney was 18 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And when then, we lived in Hawaii, we always had the, the common joke that said, if we're ever going to go to Australia, this is as close as we're going to be. Yeah. Right. And we never went. Well, my yeah. dad did, but I didn't make it, and I regret it now. Yeah, yeah it's I pretty. I, I mean, it's uh, it, it's a lot like I've never been to California, but I've seen pictures. Just rocky coast, beach lines, but some of them are are sand beach lines and all that. But where they're at, it's real rocky and cliffy, and just pretty as it can be. Yeah. Uh, ocean. Blue What's up. the name of the town, Max? Where where she's from? Port Macquarie, and that's north of Sydney, but south of Brisbane. That's right. right? That's right. Still in New South Wales, right. Brisbane's in Queensland. Um, so yeah. So uh, and what's also wild about over there is during you know obviously we're in our winter now. They're in their summer, so complete opposite seasons. But their ocean water is just freezing cold during the summertime. I remember going there in January, and it's just scorching hot. Uh, but you jump in that ocean, it just takes your breath away. It's so cold. Really? I guess being that close to Antarctica, I mean, that's a big old block of ice just not too far <laughs> from them. And the way those currents go, you know, I mean, yeah. it, it gets cold, that water, yeah. Sure. So, uh, but a uh, pretty place. Have you played some golf over there? Yes, played there at Port Macquarie Golf Club and uh, up in uh, near uh, in Queensland called Hamilton Island. That place – put pebble beach views to shame because it's on an island and every single tee box and green you're looking over the blue ocean uh it was pretty cool yeah that's just beautiful. i mean I'm, every single hole that's awesome but they tell you they say that the the beverage cart girl actually sells dozens of golf balls on the beverage cart because they don't want you looking for your ball because of the taipan snakes that are in the outskirts of the hole in the bush so to speak uh so i obviously i'm a pretty good player i didn't need to to, to buy too many balls but my two brother-in-laws they probably went through about three dozen 
All you got to do is say snake, one of them S yeah. things again. Yeah. I'm going center line. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, if I, I hit a ball over there, I'm dropping over here. I stepped on one <laughs> one time walking through some grass hunting in Kansas, and I can still see that snake to this day. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, that ain't. Nah. And there's a there's a kangaroos at Port Macquarie Golf Club. Right? Yeah, they just they just hang out like fox squirrels do at, at, around golf courses or alligators. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. How? Huh? Well, they don't have any alligators there. No, but are you hanging right? Yeah, right. right, 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 right down like here, alligators. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, they just. They're just sitting there lounging around, eating the grass, you know. And uh, I, this one time I went there and I saw them boxing, how they do. They kind of get up on their tail and start boxing pretty yeah. much each other. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty cool to see. And, and, well, no, my first time ever playing there, the first hole, I skull it over to green. So I got these uh, 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 eucalyptus trees. I'm, I'm – trying to see what kind of backswing I got. And I look up in the tree, and there's a koala bear just right there looking at me. I mean, just That's chilling. That's cool. Yeah. First time I've ever been over there. Koala bear where I could have just reached up there and touched them. That's pretty cool right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, just cool seeing the different animals there. And uh, they love to drink some beer over there. That's for sure. Um, so you don't fit in at all. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't keep up with them. No. <laughs> all right. That, so what's Foster's like over there? That, that's that's just a they American thing, don't they? Yeah. They don't. They don't, they don't drink don't the big oil sell cans. It. No. That's just an American thing. Um, they drink a lot. Of, well, it depends on where you're at. Uh, what, what type of beer they drink, but they always come in glasses at the, at the pub, so to speak, and. And uh, so, and there's no tabs. So you got four people sitting in the bar. All right, mate, it's your shout. You know, so I'm going to go buy all four beers for people, but then I don't have to do it for another four rounds. But then after about three or four, these guys, their beer is completely gone, and mine's like half full. And I'm like, and it's my time to get a beer. Like, I don't need one. I still got a half a beer left. I can't keep up with y'all. I just, let's just, let me do my own thing here. You got to um, drink at their pace too. Yeah, right. And then see over there in their in their pubs, they do not have any sports on TVs. It's just horse racing, uh, dog racing, and trot racing trolleys. That's so you're you're gambling on horses twenty four seven there. That's awesome. In the pubs, yeah. You got like a little ATM machine that, you know, okay, the Brisbane race is coming up in five minutes. All right, I want to get that race. I want to place to win. Put in my ten bucks, take the horses that I want, and shoots me out a receipt, and I'm gambling. Put it right there on my on the bar ta- on the bar table, and we're gambling. You can cash it in right there too if you win. Yeah, yeah. Once you get a collection or whatever, and yeah, so that's that's what they do. Man, that yeah. wouldn't be bad. I yeah. could probably go do that for a couple weeks. Yeah, they don't have that Australian rules football on TV. Yeah, I mean uh, they do, but in the pubs, man. I mean they yeah. might have one or two TVs on with that, but right. it's horse racing, dog racing. I mean they're gamblers. What about that veggie bite? Do you try any of that? Oh yeah, yeah. You got to acquire a taste for that. I mean, when you first taste it, 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 it tastes like. Uh, if you were to taste the sea foam from from the waves crashing on the beach, that's, that's a kinda, good description. That's kind of what it, you know it would remind you of. Just salty as all get out. But yeah, you, know, you put it on tomatoes and some cheese, and uh, a lot of those people just put it on toast. Uh, 
but uh, I, after a while, I kind of I didn't mind it. It's just it's real salty. I uh, it's it's the, the yeast out of, of the out of the beer barrels. Is that what it is? It's the yeast or whatever down at the bottom. I, I don't I don't really know exactly what else is in there, but it's uh, it's pretty salty. I wasn't expecting expecting it to be brown yeah. the first time. Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting, but when it when it looked like that emoji when you yeah. <laughs> spread it on bread, right? I was like, hey, yeah, nah, huh, huh, huh. that's yeah. good. You've acquired that taste for it, then. Yeah. yeah so have the kids been over? Uh, Charlie, my nine year old girl, has Jack has not, which uh, they're they're planning on going there in July this year when they're out of school without me, uh, which is. I don't have a problem with that at all. Another ten years, and you'll fly with your kids, right? Yeah, this yeah. is well. Tough. See, that's another thing. It's just it's expensive to fly. I mean, I can't it's, imagine it's, it's it it's it can get up there. Couple yeah. grand a piece. That's that's probably on the low end. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, but unfortunately, I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely have to go back at some point for sure. Know, so. Interesting. Uh, Does her family come over and visit y'all? Her mom's coming in March. She usually comes uh, once every well when when uh, COVID hit. They were pretty strict over there. Uh, wouldn't let you out of the country and all that. And uh, but she came over last year and then coming back in March this year. So uh, she she tries to make it once a year. You know, spend a month. Y'all live on Hilton Head. Yep, on the island. Yep, right off. Gumtree Road, out kind of out near the back gate of Hilton Head Plantation. Yeah, you know, near Boathouse and Dockside. So you're not, you're unfortunately way too close to your facility. Yeah. It seems like. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty close. The alarm code goes off. You get the call. Well, my shop was built in 1979, so there's no alarm codes that you'll see that the fire way. trucks driving by yeah, and follow yeah. them in. Oh, basically, don't if something say happens. No, nah, we don't yeah. want any of that. Is, is Hilton Head home then now? For yes. you, you oh, think, yeah. regardless. Yeah, I mean, because my wife, like I said, she's established in the restaurant business and makes good money, so I, I, she's not going to make that anywhere else. And, and uh, you know, I, I, we love it there. So, How is it coming back after COVID? Did you have a nice couple-year break down on the island without all those people? Uh, well, the, the, the main thing was the Canadians okay. this time of the year. They were, they were not there. Um, but, uh, but after that, I mean, we were – it was slammed, even that summer. Oh yeah, I mean everybody just well they they wanted to take a vacation that they didn't take in twenty twenty, and they 20, weren't flying. Nah, so, so you got a whole new market of people that yeah, would drive in. I mean we were we were slammed. I mean we made yeah everybody was still printing money. Yeah, golf no, course doing well. It, golf course is doing well. I mean that COVID. Did a lot of good things for golf. Not without I mean, question. Yeah. There's a reason we fought to stay open, especially yeah. here in the Carolinas. Yeah. How many rounds y'all do over there? We're looking at probably about 38 <sighs> last year in 2022. Um, so, yeah, and probably a little bit more in 2023. We'll see. Yeah, it's they like to pack them in there. So if you were on the plantation, is there like a package where you can join all the courses or do you have to pick one? No, it's it's just. I mean, our main income comes from resort play, non-resident Marriott timeshares. I mean, we got some members, but our main income comes from your out-of-towners. And somebody else is packaging it for you, so the tea times are just coming in from a like you say a stay and play or something. Uh, No, you know they got the golf now, so a lot of them go through that to get a tea time. Um, But then just your Marriott. 
people, you know, your concierge at your Marriott or gotcha. they're looking say, Hey, where's the best place to play? You know, and well, Bear Creek's a pretty good deal. They give you free lunch too. <laughs> free lunch, two cold beers. We've yeah. got the legends set up down here at Hilton yeah, Head. So well, right. Actually, there is a connection there. Yeah. So the one of the gentlemen that owns Bear Creek and owns Advanced Golf that Max works for used to be involved with Century Golf that brought that program to Myrtle Beach. There you go. So things kind of came full circle. Um, that particular gentleman, his name's Larry Galloway, been in the golf business for a long time, um, had moved on from Century. He hired me at Century, came to Caledonia. So he don't like hot dogs. No. But he He's came, all about giving them things away to get more money is, in the golf shop. He is. Yeah. He kind of he was the brainchild behind the all inclusive type deal, right? But he um, basically came and got me from Caledonia to come over to Heritage, and I worked with him for two or three years, and then he moved on, and I was still there. And a year or two later, he called me and he said, "Jim, I'm, I'm buying this course in Hilton Head. Um, I I like you to help me find a superintendent." And I said, "I've got the man. I'll give you his number. There's no search needed." Huh. Larry called me up right away. That's awesome. Yep. Good deal. I was wondering how that all happened and you yep. ended up over there. Yep. yep. That's pretty cool, man. It was. So yeah. and, and Max has made me look good from day one over there. So, so yeah. how many sandhill cranes do you see? Uh, yeah, we got a few. Yeah, some whooping cranes. We got a good bit of those. Yeah. So which is the conservatory right there across the way? Is it the sandhill crane or is it whooping? Ah, uh, there's the Sandhill Crane, I think, right across. They got a little bit of both. Uh, yeah. But a uh, good bit of gators. Any bobcats? No. No, I don't see any bobcats. Had some coyotes. I got you did have some. those. Yeah, they were tearing up my bunkers and chewing up my ropes and posts, which forever, for the longest time, I thought it was some homeowner that I've pissed off <laughs> that was cutting my ropes. Because obviously – they know that they're making work for me. So it's got to be somebody that has something out for me. And turns out one of my, my old assistant got on this blog and was talking to some other guys. They were like, nope, it's the coyotes. It's yeah. the coyote pups. They like to go around. I mean, because, I mean, it was just like a scissor cut, just clean as a whistle just cut. Even, just like pups. Yeah, just yeah. playing. With, so, I mean, I might have a stretch of ropes that's got 20 knots in it. You know, cause I'm sitting there tying them back together every day. You know, I mean, just so I'm, I rode around that place one night to try to catch some people doing it. And oh boy, I made a big mistake there and didn't let the security know that I'm driving my car around the golf course at night. And they chased me down. There must have been, he, he, when he finally got up to me, he's, you don't know how many phone calls we've gotten saying there's a car driving around the golf course at night. I'm like, man, I'm just a superintendent. I got people cutting my ropes out here. I'm just trying to catch this person in the act. You know, sure enough, it's coyotes. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Hey, Knowing your he, average age out there of a homeowner is probably 75. Yeah. And you're calling some dude uh, which, out with his which, old scissors which, coming after yeah, you. Yeah, and I was like, well, man, that's great that they're paying attention like that. So, I mean, if they see a flashlight of somebody walking down a cart path, yeah, you think they're looking after me. Well, yeah, lo and behold, it wasn't anybody cutting them. It was coyotes. We were staying there one night when the father-in-law was gone, and I forget whatever. Somehow, we didn't tell the neighbors or something. And so, you know, I just walked in the front door, left the front door open, and I'm, I've made about two, three trips in carrying bags, and I come out the next time, and there's two two police officers standing right at the front door. And I'm like, 
hello? Who are you? Tell them my name. They're like, you don't live here. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's my father-in-law's place, man. And next thing you know, IDs come out, everything. Yeah. Like, they were... Yeah, they're, they're. I was like, but I have a gate pass. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got in. in here. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Um, what's the first piece of equipment you ever purchased on your own as a superintendent? Like, made the call. Well, we when I first this. got there, we had nothing. Um, so I went with Franklin Abel Turf and Tractor out of Georgia, who refurbishes equipment. That I basically got pretty close to a whole fleet of equipment for 140 grand got six carts sprayer uh, rough mowers uh, top dressers um, greens mowers so that saved us a lot of money um, and and they've done real good still have them still have them oh yeah we own everything now except i they just purchased me a snake mower, which I'm very excited about. What's a snake mower? It's a rough mower. A roll, it's got big rollers on it, too. Uh, Pull behind behind a tractor. Behind a tractor, okay. yep. yep. That all, go, goes all the way down to a half inch. So some of your low-end courses actually using the mow fairways. Yep. Or if you get way behind from, from rains and stuff, you know, you can break that bad boy out and mow your fairways down without having to clog up your reels or go super slow or raise your heights on your reel mowers. Same things I'm seeing out at Sod Farms, basically, those yeah. big. Yeah, just yeah. a smaller version of that with three decks. Three a lot, decks, a lot not of eight. Us, yeah, a lot of us are using those now. And great thing about those is you pull them with a tractor, right? And then all winter you unhook it when you're not cutting grass and you can use a tractor for something else. Yeah. Sure, sure. And the finish yeah. is on the snake mower and some of these newer ones with the roller is – gotten a lot closer to the rotaries with the the individual rotaries with the decks like on the toros and john deere rough mowers so i got you you're just um you can be more productive which yeah. is in max and i's world that's important yeah in so everybody yeah. like hundreds of thousands of dollars if not into a seven figure round basically with what you did with equipment yeah yeah i mean that that one cost us 40 grand i already had the the tractors uh so what a self-contained Five deck, brand new rotary mower from Toro's probably what 80, 80, 90, 90 grand. Yeah. So the owners yeah. are pretty happy with right. That and you can get a when you get a, when you come in right away. Yeah, you're you you just offering up. I'm gonna save you this much money immediately, and we're gonna yeah. have what we need. And, yeah. And Toro makes those too. We have yeah. We had one at Heritage. Yep. We just got this year. Same type of deal. All right. So that 18 year old who um had trouble staying awake in the back of classes yeah. at Ori Georgetown. <laughs> Um, who may or may not have had a fake ID, like all the rest of us oh, at that yeah. age. Um, <laughs> if you could go talk to him right now, what would you tell him? The students? No, you. Yourself. Oh, myself. That 18-year-old If you self. could go tell that kid something right now Oof. that you've picked up, what are you going to go tell him? When he's in there hungover in the morning and he doesn't know what he's trying to do, like how dedicated are you to getting a degree and doing what you want to do? You know, I mean, I – Obviously, I was dedicated, but not that dedicated. I was more dedicated in doing 18, 19-year-old stuff. Sure. So, And it's uh, what 18-year-old, 19-year-old didn't. Right. So, uh, I mean, obviously, when I was 22 or something, when I came back, a lot more mature and wanting to do what I wanted to do. And Jim, obviously, was a huge influence in that. Uh, I mean, taught me 
I didn't know I knew some stuff, but I didn't know hardly anything. So he's he's eighty percent of of who I am today in this business. Wow, so. Ma- Max and I were a great team. Yeah, yeah. we were. It was yeah. uh, a great time in both of our careers. And yeah. you know, Jackson Clemens, our boss and mentor at the time, was very. Um, he gave us a lot of opportunities to learn yeah. and to do things that most. Um, superintendents including myself would never let people that worked underneath me do which yeah. and i'm eternally grateful for that and i think that yeah. really i want to give some of the credit to him because he you know allowed max and i to learn a lot on our own make our own mistakes and um, he'd get on us sometimes but yeah. he would let us you know make a lot of decisions on our own and uh yeah. and that's that's big because a lot of people like you said don't do that they yeah. don't i mean it's their golf course they're not going to just hand the reins over to you Yep. So, yeah, that was, that was big. Was that during the Obama administration y'all worked for Jackson? Mm-hmm. That would have been during Bush. Yes. He was a little grumpy then, wasn't he? He was different then. Wasn't as political? He was more on the other side. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Choices we make. Yep. What other hobbies you got? Uh, just hunting and fishing. Mainly hunting. I don't, I don't do a whole lot of fishing anymore. Uh, really, I hadn't. Since I moved from Polly's Island, hardly any fishing at all. It's been work and family. And trying to kill a deer. Nice. Yep. Going to have some luck this fall, aren't we? Yes. I'm going to fill up my freezer for sure. If not, let me I'm, know. I got I'm, two I'm, still full. I'm, I'm tired of paying that high price beef. Now, um, do you do your own processing? Yeah, I, I just cut it all up into steaks and, and fillet it off the meat, the bone, and do cubes, you know, stew meat uh steaks off the tenderloins uh so you'll take the time and do all that yourself yeah oh yeah that's awesome yeah Yeah, because you talk about saving money yeah yeah my kids like it too so that's a good thing our whole family does yeah and i know that year during covid i i ended up having my best year ever um in terms of tags used but it paid off yeah i mean when the beef prices went up i mean you're starting to put venison in everything that you cook ground beef with yeah and it's healthier? Oh, way healthier. You yeah. know? Because we don't add any fat back in it either. Yeah. So, well, that's awesome, man. Anything we forget to cover today? Anything you wanted to tell the world when you knew you was coming on the P-Dub? Yeah, no, man. This is pretty cool. I, I, I've, I've always wanted to do this with, with, with y'all. And, and uh, so so that's a uh, check mark off my, my list. That's for sure. Well, I appreciate that's you making awesome. the time to come on. Because yeah. I didn't know, especially the part about the Australian connection. That's pretty cool. Yeah. How these the small world they say that we live in? Yeah, it truly is, man. It is, yeah. you know. Well, um, what do you think, Jim? What do we want to leave them with? Go to Ori Georgetown. It's not a bad school. Oh yeah. Work in Hilton Head. Yeah. It's not a bad place. Be a member of the Carolinas. A, it's not a, good, a bad group. Got a good teacher in there now. I'm telling you. Oh, we got a we got a fresh one in there. I don't know how good he's going to be. We're going to remains to be seen. He's going to give it his all though. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. No, I think Tim that. You said in a former podcast we just recorded that it's all about the people and the stories, and we've gotten some good ones in this one. I knew we would. Yeah, Yeah. I look forward to spending more time with you. I've spent some time with the rest of your family, so it's funny. Yeah, now that we work in the same business, we got to spend more time. Maybe we'll get in the deer stand this fall. Yeah, yeah, come on. Sounds good. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, appreciate you, Max. Thank you. Thank y'all for listening to another episode of Pulling Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association.
Thank you all for listening to another episode of Pulling Weeds, a podcast of the Carolinas Golf Course Superintendents Association. Stay tuned as we will have another episode out soon. For further information on the Carolinas GCSA, please visit our website at carolinasgcsa.org or call our office at 864-843-1150.